Hello everyone and welcome to a, another episode of Me, Myself and 40k with me your host Inquisitor Archer talking to you about all things 40k wise so the tabletop game of Warhammer as it were and we're going to look at the subject of today which will be engineers so last week we looked at another profession of doctors now it's now the engineers turn so in episode two we'll look at several miniatures from the warhammer 40k range and look at them law wise and also how they play on the tabletop including in the first part we always look over what warhammer has shown us for the past two weeks and all the new goodies that they are bringing out very shortly or in the not so distant future so please sit and relax and listen to this podcast with me and we'll move on to the next part of the episode all right everyone so part one as we discuss normally in the podcast is new releases that games workshop has bestowed upon us so praise the emperor we see some good stuff so the last two weeks they've started to release things about the admet or the the Adeptus Mechanicus, as also it's known. So we know that the next codex is going to be Adeptus Mechanicus, and they've shown us the previews for the codexes, the cards, the dice, and also a new combat patrol box, which we will go over now, actually. As usual, the codex is going to be a standard one, and then it's going to be a like a limited edition one, which obviously takes away all the Warhammer crap on it, and it's a nicer sort of nicer codex cover, as it were. Cards are basically the same thing. Data cards are basically just, which obviously have all your normal like your canicles or your rules. Normally, if you have psychic powers, which I see the adaptive mechanics don't, you have psychic powers in it. Uh, you have objectives for games as it were as well. And then the dice, a nice big set of twenty dice pips as well, and obviously with the mechanicus logo as the six, and they're just basic red and white but they're nice because they're striking nice red nice white contrasting each other good why don't they do those for the death watch why can they just make nice just black dice why do they have to go for that smoky nasty color so then we're going to move on to the combat patrol adaptus mechanicus set as it were see they've taken away the start collecting box now for the mechanicus we will get it's quite a good actually army actually because obviously i don't know anything about adeptus mechanicus so i do apologize however it looks like you get a good set of stuff in here you get a box of skatari or can also be made into vanguard i believe you get a tech priest engineer which obviously we'll be talking about in part two so obviously that's your hq you get the big big sort of walkie thing which is uh if i believe it's called a doom brawler or if, if i need to be the full name is an Onga on, on, Doom Crawler. So basically a war tank. And the ones that I like the most are the Cataphrat Destroyers or Breaches. So like the, the big servitors, as it were. They're pretty cool. So you got some good heavy support in there. You got a troop choice and also you got a, a standard HQ. So yeah, so the HQ, I'm guessing the HQ obviously is an engineer, so we can obviously fix the Dune Crawler. I'm, I'm presuming you could fix Cataphron Destroyers and Breaches. I don't know if they can be fixed like like tanks, I don't know. Hmm, don't know. So that's good for the Admech, including they, they also talk more about the exciting addition for the Skatari Marshal. So I'm presuming it's going to be a Lieutenant S model. And the model looks good. I mean, it's a pretty cool model. I think obviously I talked about it in a previous episode. It's a good model. Much more, much more to say about it, really. I mean, I don't like the head with the big iron, like, half cog on top of it, but you could swap that out for something else. Also, the thing is, I'm looking at this going, hmm, 
Inquisitor, an Inquisitor conversion. Hmm, yes, indeed. So a few of the things that we're looking at also, they are now releasing certain models from the Piety and Payton. Yeah, Piety and Pain box set. So Lilith is going to be separate. So you'll be able to buy her separately. Also, the stuff from the Kill Team Nexus box set. So the Star box set that just recently came out. So you get the flay, the new plastic flayed ones. The new Chronomancer. It looks pretty weird. I like how he's using like his magic. It's not even magic, is it? It's kind of like his whatever Necrons have. I don't really know Necrons that well. He's got his little his little Rubik's cubes. So I think we should I think we should really na- rename him or or bud him with Rubik's Cube Mancer. Rubik's Mancer. So yeah, I do like the new flayed ones by the way. They do look pretty gnarly. They do look pretty cool. And the best thing that we want to know is the adept we get separately. We can get the captain in with the mastercrafted heavy bolt rifle in the gravis armor and heavy intercessors. Yes. I would I really like some I would really like some heavy intercessors, but eh, more models don't need them. More models don't need them. And just to round it off, two more combat patrols will be coming for the Necrons and the Space Marines because you know they're the main the main protagonists at the moment in the whole 40k universe. Necrons versus Space Marines, so they're going to get two combat patrols, which are kind of weird, I think. So the Necron one looks seems to be like sort of like a fast attack sort of thing. So they've got like the tomb blades and they've got a a doom scythe and then you've got an overlord and then you've got some well they've got immortals or death marks so they could be picked you know you got you got five of each basically or you could just have them all as immortals or all as death marks necron wise good fast stuff or shooty stuff the space marine force on the other way it looks a bit strange because it's very infiltrating so it's got loads of phobus armor and yet they stick a massive vehicle in this, which is kind of weird because you get your Phobos Lieutenant. So your Lieutenant Phobos armor, you get some infiltrators or they can be used as incursors. You get some eliminators, so the snipey snipey ones. You get the impulsor, impulsor vehicle, which, okay, it's a transport. You can transport some guys in it. Great. But weren't they all deep striking or flanking? And then you get three suppressors, which I've been told are not really good because they're heavy weapons and they fly. So what's the point of moving them when you're supposed to be shooting them? You might just get Devastators or Heavy Intercessors instead. Overall, I think apart from, I think actually overall, apart from the Suppressors, they should have something else in there. Because I think the tank could be used. The Impulsive tank could be used. You could stick your half a squad of Infiltrators in there. Yeah, just shoot them up the board with your lieutenant or something. That's just me, though. Yeah, I think the whole emphasis is around, obviously, the admec are going to come out soon. A few things are being pre-ordered, so then obviously they're going to come out the previous next week, as it were. So, yeah, I think that's about it, really, to cover everything that they released recently. Check, are they going to be up pre-order? No, they're not saying they're up for pre-order yet. Well, they're gonna go, they should come out soon, anyway. I'm presuming, like, maybe the 1st of, of June. First week of June, that is. So yeah, that's about it really for the releases because we had a massive release last week of all the stuff with the sisters as well. And obviously the Beast Snaggers because obviously they're the two next codexes coming out. That's about it really. So what we'll do is we will move on to the next section, which will be our Luke's sponsor for this week, which it will be our wonderful Destiny Dice. So check those out and we'll move on after that to part two where we talk about engineers of the 40k universe. Stay tuned please and keep listening.
So here we are, ladies and gentlemen, part two of episode 16, where we talk about the subject of the episode, which in this case is another profession, as we have today, is engineers. So last week we talked about our surgeons and our doctors, and we were talking about our engineers of the vehicles and the weapons and the armor of the 4K universe and of different races. They come in all different shapes and sizes, but they do the exact same thing. They work with vehicles, maintain the armor and arms of the different races that they are employed by so i have a few different engineers from different different factions as it were go over each one and i'm actually going to try and obviously look at them from a perspective of law but also perspective of the tabletop i think normally we just talk about them in law wise this is a 40k podcast so let's look at them and what they do on a tabletop sense as well. So we have five altogether that I've noticed or I've kind of looked at through sort of the range that are available to us from the different factions. And sort of those five kind of stand out as actual engineers or mechanics and stuff like that. We'll go to the first one, which is a very strange one. is a Xenos one, which is from the Aldari and in particular the Craftworld Aldari which is, I didn't realise this just was one until I actually looked it up, but it's actually the Bone Singer, the Bone Singer of the Aldari craft world. These are the closest thing to a Aldari engineer. Now, I didn't know they were quite powerful psychers, and they used their psychic ability to basically create and shape the wraith bone, which creates most of their equipment and armour and engines and all this kind of thing. And I didn't realise that they actually did that. So that's actually kind of interesting to look at. And when I looked it up, I I didn't know much about it at all. And obviously, I only skimmed over it and read what I needed to do for this obviously podcast. But obviously, they're very highly high psychers, as it were. Now, obviously, I'm going to reference to obviously Wikipedia and obviously the 40k fandom or lexicarum because obviously that's what I look at for most information if I don't already know it myself. However, let's have a look at a few things that they do say, which is they follow one of the paths which all the Aldari do anyway. So obviously, in this case, follow sort of paths. So they follow the path of the Shaper, I think. Yeah, I think so. But the thing I like about this is they are psychers so they don't like use science as it were they actually use psych energy and things instead and that's actually relevant to the actual sort of mechanics in the tabletop game now i noticed that bone singers aren't actually in sort of like the app at the moment or the aldari sort of codex however i did notice that they a while ago i think it was about in 2017 i think they actually used or they brought out the bone singer again and i think you could get it custom made for you and then also it came with a free download for your bone singer so you could use it in i think eighth edition as it were and i like the thing is that they are a psyker however instead of using psych power which you didn't want to know is smite which is a bit i think it's a bit dumb really but they actually can in a psychic phase instead of using it for a psychic power they basically can do what other engineers can do or other mechanics can do and heal vehicles or constructs as it were wraith constructs using their psych power instead so i think that's a nice little neat little twist as it were so i quite like that i remember when i read that up i was like oh that's quite unique so they can either do a psychic smite or they can heal like the other ones and yeah and the model's pretty good as well i mean it's an old model isn't it now but it's pretty cool how he's you know how he or she's riding that wraith bone that he's that they're uh, shaping as it were but obviously you can't get them anymore unless you go on ebay or pay some stupid ridiculous price for them that is the first one as it were good old old dari 
go from the bone singers to let's go to imperium and go to the tech priest engine seer so the tech priest engine seer is an engineer for the adeptus mechanicus and for the the astro metallum or the imperial guard now one thing i'm gonna go straight away and saying is i didn't realize that tech priest engine seers are low, a very low class or rank in the actual Adeptus Mechanicus. I thought they were quite high up. I thought, but obviously they're not. So it's like, oh, so he spent all the years being an engineer and then he's like, ah, oh, you're just kind of like a, an, what they call it, an extra cog in the wheel, which is shit really. But then as an, if you put him in as a, in an Imperial Guard army, you know, there is an elite choice and obviously they're an engineer as well. So, and I like that change because they're an elite choice in the Imperial Guard army. However, they're a HQ choice in the Adeptus Mechanicus choice, in the Adeptus Mechanicus army. However, they're not really highly prized in Adeptus Mechanicus, which is kind of strange because if they're not well looked up to, then why are they a HQ? That's what I just think. But anyway, so obviously, engine seers are the like the basic mechanics of well, every Imperial place really, isn't it? You see them everywhere wearing the red and white. They've got normally like a servo harness on or a servo, a servo arm. And then they've got their, their sort of their axe, their signature weapon, their Amashir axe, what it's called. However, I do like in, I think which one it is, I can't which one it was. So obviously in the, as a Militarum thing, you get a, so the match mechanics, I like how you can, if you are repairing a Astra Militarum vehicle, you or a Forge World vehicle, you can you can repair it D three lost wounds. But if it's a Crestor Mechanicus, it's only one. So you're not good at. So I like how it's like they're not as good as repairing like bigger vehicles. You know, like the other vehicles as opposed to like the Imperium or the Mechanicus. So I like that little touch. Like they're you know they they've got some pros and cons to them as it were. What they can what they're better at fixing as it were. That's good. And also they have a. Um, I didn't notice they got a six vulnerable save from Bio Bionics. So yeah, that's always good to have. But apart from that, they're not really much more to talk about the uh, engine series because, like I said, they're not really well, really highly prized, as it were. So I'm a bit sort of like, oh, what a shame for the uh, tech priests, as it were. So now we are going to go to another Xenos race, which is the Orcs, and we look at mechs and big mechs now i love i love big mechs i, I had a big map I, I sold it unfortunately for my orc army however big mechs and mechs in orc it's so varied they have so many different weapons you can have big mechs just normal now from the beast beast saga from the psychic awakening or the custom force field or you can have big mech with a shock attack gun or you can have a big mech in mega armor and then the mechs as well so you can have normal mech and also then even below mechs, they have spanners, which obviously you can include in a spanner in the, the looter, or I think the looter or the burner boys units. So you can include a mech in that. And obviously that's a mech with like a custom mega blaster, which I don't know why you would, but hey, uh, there's a model for it. So I guess you need to need to include it. So yeah, big mechs and mechs from the orcs are basically what they are, mechs or mechanics. And yeah, there's so many different variants of them because you want to give them custom force fields, which obviously was just kind of like the go-to. Or if they're in Mega Armor, you can give them a custom force field or you can give them a teleporter blaster, which is kind of quite funny because if you shoot somebody with it and then you roll over their wounds, they just instantly die, <laughs> which is kind of crazy. But they can be they can be given all kinds of stuff. They've given choppers, big choppers. I think they can be given the max can be given kill saws as well. So that's kind of useful. That's like a damage to 
minus four weapon, which is pretty cool for carving through armor. Certainly, you know, armor of power armor, as it were. And they get, oh, yes, they can give given the maximum given um, custom mega blasters as well, or custom, custom uh, mega sluggers, I think is it called. Basically, they're just over, overheated plasma pistols. So that's kind of funny. What I like about mechs and big mechs in the orcs on a tabletop game, however, is the fact that you get your grotty little oilers, so you get a little helper with you, and it's still classed as a character model. So it classes and so basically the way I see it is the five points you get the grot assistant with it so you can get a plus one to the wounds that you can get back after repairing a vehicle. However, it's still an extra wound as well. Because technically, if you include your grot oiler and also keep him always keep him in front of your mech or big mech, he has to be targeted first. And well, you can just take pick him off. Or if even if the mech's targeted, you can just take him off and say, Oh well that wound goes to him so technically you for five points you're getting plus one to one roll in a battlefield in, in a whole battle to get plus one to the wounds that you recover from a vehicle and it's an extra wound and also technically it's a it's an extra character which so it can fight as well so you know an extra attack it's strength five i think sorry strength five, strength two toughness two but hey well could do something so i like those little mechanics of the big mecha mechs and yeah i think they're great custom force field all the way. I always, I'd always give a custom force for a Big Mac with a five plus a vulnerable save within nine inches of everything, every unit. So that's pretty good going on the tabletop wise. And obviously in lore, like Big Macs and Macs have almost been war bosses in themselves. They've always been like I read recently part where there was a not a war but a tech war as it were, and a big mech big mechanic by the mech lord, I think it was called, is making a big war, but it's called a tech war where they're trying to get all the technology they can in this world or something. It's kind of funny. So yeah, and they always do weird stuff, don't they? Because they always big mechs like the orcs are always inventing weird stuff and like shock attack guns and teleporters and all kinds of weird stuff. So they are very fun, lore wise. And also to play on the tabletop game because their weapons are just stupid. Custom mega blasters, you know, you've got the, like I said, the teleport blaster and all kinds of stuff. It is fun to have them. So now we'll go back to, not the Imperium yet, we'll go to actually the last, we'll leave the best to last really, I think. So we'll go now to the chaos side of things and we'll actually look at the warp smiths of the chaos space marines. Now, I didn't realize that these were a completely separate sort of thing to, to Chaos, as it were. Because obviously they they don't really have like a go-to sort of, I think, fact, is it? Well, they have legions, they have legions. But I didn't realize that a Warpsmith was a completely different sort of thing. Anyway, so Warpsmiths are basically heretical tech marines. So they've gone through all the training as a tech marine. However, now they've gone to Chaos and now they you just want to instead of soothing machines and making machines better they just want to bend them to their will and just break them basically or bend them to their will and make them do what they want and i remember reading or i read recently for this that you know they they, they like to splice as it were flesh and metal and demonics or demons into into things together and that's where things like the forge fiend are made <laughs> So basically it's like a demon pushed into like a machine that's been bolted on things and it's like so it's got the potential of a demon a metal you know behemoth and you know a living creature and that's kind of what warp smiths are and they and they actually do a lot of experiments on themselves and mainly there because i think i read where they said that they're mainly they're literally just spines and brains basically because they replace most of that 
body with mechanics and bionics and all kinds of stuff. And even they 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 actually almost surgically put into their spine the mechrodendrolites of the like you know like the, the serving arms or like the arms, and they have all kinds of like flamers and melter guns on their mechrodendrites as well. Which actually is in the actual game as well. They I think I think they're uh, what. Warp Smith always armed with a flamer, a melter gun, bolt pistol, and their axe, as it were. So it's like, well, I guess just choose everything then, you greedy bastards. So they're kind of funny. They get all the they get all the sort of usual rules as a chaos, basically a chaos space marine. So the hatred and stuff, or the emperor and stuff like that. So yeah, but they can give him lo- loads of weapons, like they can be given combi weapons and stuff like that as well, which is pretty cool. Death to the Force Emperor as usual, so you get, what is it, extra hit rolls and sixes. Hateful Assault, so you get a plus one to attacks. And then you get Malicious Volleys, which is obviously from, I think, recent, isn't it, a new where you can increase your fire, like bolt of fire and stuff like that. Oh yeah, this is the one that I really liked about the weapons. I'm just looking at it now on the Warhammer app, as it were. It says, the Master of Mechanics. It says, at the end of your movement phase, a watersmith can repair a single friendly Legion vehicle, other than models that can't fly, within one inch. It regains D3 lost wounds, like most engineers. However, it can also, or otherwise, it can, a watersmith can instead curse a single enemy vehicle within 18 inches roll a d6 on the two up the vehicle that suffers a mortal wound a vehicle cannot be repaired or person more than uh, more than one weapon smith and weapon smith yeah so making you do it once but i like that that master of mechanisms is kind of fun how you can be defensive or offensive with it so it's almost like a a psychic a psychic smite which is one mortal wound only to vehicles at the end of your movement phase which is kind of cool so I quite like that. Quite like that cursing of of enemy vehicles. It's only one wound, but geez, I mean, you can still sort of do some damage to that. And obviously, then he's got his axe and his give him a plasma gun or whatever. Or, or what's he got? He'll have a melter gun. I know he's got armed with a melter gun. So warp smiths on tabletop. Yeah, yeah, you can you can definitely do some damage to vehicles with a weapon smith in your uh, in your mix, as it were. However. We will close with the last sort of engineer of the 40k sort of faction, as it were. And obviously, everyone knows this one is the Space Marine Tech Marine of the Adeptus Astartes, which obviously there's loads of history behind Tech Marines. There's all different types of variants as well. So sort of in each sort of chapter, as it were. So it's kind of good to have them. So obviously, you have in the Iron Hands, who are basically assholes they have the iron father which is obviously a chaplain and a tech marine together i think it's kind of cool but they don't have any chaplains which sounds a bit like oh i like chaplains then the space wars have the iron priests which obviously they're priests right? i think they have room priests they have all kinds of priests so they have iron priests which obviously are the tech marine equivalent obviously they get to use all their sort of frost weapons and things and that's kind of cool and i didn't realize that the sons of medusa chapter so obviously they are a, a sub-chapter of Iron Hands, Sons of Medusa, I believe. And they have forge rights, or forge rates, as it were. And they are normally equivalent to a tech marine or a forge master. So that's kind of fun, I found out. Forge rights. Yeah. And everyone knows that tech marines are fully trained space marines that get sent off to Mars or the Adeptus Mechanicus to learn forge stuff and all the 
Messiah things and canicles and things of of the Space Marines. So then the Space Marines can maintain their own shit, their own gear, armor, weapons of the machine spirits. And they don't need to call upon the Cult of Mechanicus too often, as it were. So obviously the Tech Marines, that's what I like about Tech Marines, is they have a dual, a dual loyalty to their chapter, whoever it is. And then also they have a loyalty to the Amasaya and the sort of like the priests of the of the Mars, as it were. So the engineers, the Adeptus Mechanicus of Mars, as it were. So I kind of like that. However, they always are on bad terms with the Mechanicus because the Tech Marines are always making new stuff. And they are, they are a Space Marine before they are sort of a part of the, the Tech Cult, as it were. So that's the thing that they're always going to do is they're always going to side with the space marines as opposed to their other side of their allegiance as it were with the mechanicus and the one thing i do like about it which i'll bring up too is also death watch death watch service so obviously as all chapters or most chapters are eligible to death watch service and so they always have to basically send marines to the death watch as it were they will always send tech marines as well and it's good because a Space Marine, Tech Marine, Death Watch Tech Marine will, on their sort of their vigil, will learn a lot about, well, everything. They'll learn a lot about Xenos technology, how to dismantle it or use it. So, for instance, you know, Tech Marines must have been the ones who made the Xenophase blades from the Necron technology or the different, even the probably all the special ammunition. So the Hellfire rounds, the Dragonfire rounds. Vengeance and Kraken rounds, probably all from Tech Marines looking at the biology of certain uh, Xenos races. So, for instance, I know that the Hellfire round was specifically made to kill Tyranids. So, obviously, they saw Tyranid physiology. They, they, they looked at it and said, right, we need something that just wounds them on in, in the past in a two up. But now it's just a plus one to wounding. But hey, 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 we're not going to get salty about that. So, a Tech Marine could, could learn a lot. During, as I said, during their vigil as a Death Watch story, Tech Marine, as it were. Yeah, they're quite highly, highly sought after from Death Watch, as it were, and the Inquisition. So, And on the tabletop-wise, they are pretty darn hardy. I myself recently, having painted a Primaris Tech Marine, which I am rather chuffed about, actually. So he's a Death Watch. I've, I've converted him into a Death Watch, which was a little bit hard, but oh well. And... Yeah, I think the models are great. I mean, even the old Tech Marine model, which is resin, unfortunately, but it still looks good, like the, the extra plating on them and stuff like that. So yeah, the, the, the Tech Marines themselves do have some good things they can do. They can, oh, of course, because like on the Space Marine Codex, they can actually become Forge forge Masters. Is it Forge Masters? I believe, what's it called? Looks have a lookie. Get my bookie. So yeah, so on the Primaris Tech Marine, better ballistic skill, better save, two up save. They get awesome weapons as well. Like they get they get the forge bolter, which is basically a assault three heavy bolter, twenty four inch range of thirty six. Who gives a shit? Because that six inches that you don't have. Sorry, how many? No, how much is it off? It's twelve inches off, isn't it? Yeah. However, move six inches up. You know, you're within range anyway. So you know, assault three bolter, strength five minus one, two damage. Pretty cool. And also you can shoot it with other things as well. So you can you can use the Forge Bolter with grenades as well. So that's pretty good. Or your Grab Pistol, which they have as well. So yeah. And also they have all the little... I think the best thing they do is the best in combat because they've got their, they've got their Mechadenderite, which is basically two extra attacks at plus one. So two extra plus five attacks. 
awesome. In the assault, in the assault doctrine, you get minus one to that. You get your zero arm, which is one attack with it. However, it's strength eight, minus two, three damage. So that's going to punch somebody in the face. It's going to kill them, most things anyway. And then you get your Amasayan Power Axe, which is basically an awesome axe. It's plus two strength, so he's strength seven, minus two, two damage. Two damage a pop. I think he's got four attacks. However, one of those will be a servo arm. So three attacks at strength seven is good. You want, you'd probably want the extra strength to it. You'd probably want it a strength three plus three weapon to it, because obviously it'd be strength eight. And then most toughness four things, you'd be obviously wounding on, wounding on twos instead of threes instead. Well, eh, what are you going to do? Minus two goes through basic armor, two damage piece. Not bad. But like, for instance, the two things that they get are the blessings of the Armasaya. And awaken the machine spirit. Now, this is not just on the Primaris; it's on the on the normal tech marine as well. Looking at the blessings of the Amasaya, obviously, this is the usual heal the vehicle. So, obviously, you know, after your movement phase, you can repair one friendly chapter vehicle within three inches of the vehicle against D three lost wounds. Excellent. Both the Primaris and the tech marine gets that. They also get the awaken the machine spirit. Now, this is the one that I like because I just read it to you. So it says, in the command phase, this model can be awakened a friendly chapter vehicle. Model within three inches of it. Until the start of your next command phase, each time the vehicle model makes a ranged attack, add one to the attack hit roll. Each model can be awakened once per turn. So what you're looking at there is a plus one to hit, which obviously, yeah, you'd rather have a plus one to wound, but what are you going to do? The thing I like about this is, so for instance, could be wasted on things that have already got a two plus save anyway. Let's get a minus one. So I was thinking, oh, you can use this on dreadnoughts. So you could get you could get a a normal dreadnought, not a venerable dreadnought, because venerable dreadnoughts have a weapon with a skill of two. Get a normal dreadnought, awaken it every turn. You got a venerable dreadnought shooting it, you know, and just give it give it you know the twin las guns or a heavy uh, plasma cannon and missile launcher. It's not going to be hitting. It's not going to be. You don't want it in combat anyway. You don't want it in uh, melee combat. You want to shoot in. Becomes a venerable dreadnought, hitting on twos every time, every turn. Fantastic. But then I was thinking, even better. Why put on a normal dreadnought? Put on a attempted dreadnought. Yeah, big primaris, big brother on that thing's cannon. That thing's like infernus. Uh, what's it called the big plasma cannon? It's got. I can't remember what it's called. Or the big gatling gun. I mean, I think that's like heavy twelve or some shit like that. You know. Hitting on threes, hitting on twos, heavy heavy twelve, hitting on twos. You know, if you've got a captain nearby, you're re-rolling ones or a left hand nearby, wounding on re-rolling ones or wound, we're donkulous. Absolutely fantastic. So you can make a redemptor dreadnought into a venerable redemptor dreadnought. <laughs> fantastic. You know, tech marine, so versatile, so versatile. Their HQ, and like I said, the only difference is between the Primaris and the the normal tech marine is the fact is that stat wise the primaris one you get an extra wound and an extra attack that's about it i mean both of those things are good but i mean unless you're using it for like in combat loads you're obviously going to want a primaris marine instead but then then you're looking at the you look at the the normal tech marine and the normal tech marine you get things like you get the techno, you get your space, your server harness, all the crazy things like you get a plasma cutter, you get a flamer with it, and you get a server arm with it. Okay, the tech marine, primaris tech marine gets a, a server arm. Okay, two extra weapons. And if I believe rightly, the plasma cutter is almost like it's like plasma gun. Looks like a loogie. That's not on here. Anyway, but yeah, that's about it, really. I mean, you can, it says you can change the tech marine 
I'm a seeing power axe with a different weapon, melee weapon. Why would you? It's good. Unless you can get like a plus three or a times two, like from like a, a thunder hammer or a, or a power fist. I mean, you don't really want to change it. And then you can change its bolt pistol for like a bolter. Oh, you'd get a combi weapon, wouldn't you? You'd get a combi plasma or a combi melter, whichever you take your fancy. So if you, go, if you want to go tank hunting, bring a melter or a plasma. If, if you're going to go sort of hunting other things, just bring a melter instead. I mean, it's have your choice. And then the Space Wolf one gets gets the option to take Hellfast pistol and not take the servo stuff. Or if it's as not take the servo, servo harness sort of thing, you can exchange your Bolt pistol and armor stone power act with a uh, Hellfrost pistol and a Tempest hammer, which you would do because it's on the it's on the model. And I think like the, like the Tempest hammer is pretty cool, quite expensive, but yeah, pretty much a Thunder hammer, but it's minus three, not minus two. A little bit expensive at 20, 20 points though. Oh yeah, I'll take a um instead of a button, instead of your bolt pistol, take a stone bolt. Why not? If it was me, I'd probably take a, a combi weapon though. Yeah, as we all know, Tet Marines are really really versatile. So like I said, tabletop you can use as HQ. You can buff units with them. And obviously in the Space Marine Codex, you can grade them by 20 points to a Master of the Forge, which they get extra stuff. They get, uh, if I just quickly look at the Holy Bible now, because I've got it in front of me, Master of the Forge. So this is from the Codex, the ninth edition Space Marine Codex, just for reference. So I'll just read it to you, the Masters of the Forge, are the chief artificers of the space marines responsible for maintaining the arms, armor, and vehicles of their champ, peerless mechanics and technicians. They are the foremost experts within the Adeptus Astartes on the intricacies that surround the machine, having distinguished themselves themselves from the from their brother tech marines, master of the forge, oversee the champs armory, and have an intimate knowledge of its workings and the machine spirits that reside there. Abilities they get, they get the Mash of the Forge abilities, they get Mash of the Forge. Each time the model repairs, um, repairs a model using the Basket of the Messiah ability, the model regains three lost wounds instead of D3. Straight up fine, so you get straight up three instead of a random three. A D3, sorry. They have a Relic and a Warlord trait. So we'll go to the uh, Relic first and then we'll go back to the Warlord trait because the Warlord trait is the key thing which I'm going to be talking about. So the Relic is the Mortis Machina. To forge deep within the subterranean vaults of Mars, this axe hews through just not just the metal armor of the war engines and vehicles through their very machine spirit. Even a glancing blow can gut an enemy tank or walker. So it is a model with an Omicyan power axe. Uh, so that's why I'd say for a normal tech marine, you don't want to replace that axe. I mean, for a primaris, you have to take the axe or whatever. So it replaces the axe. And it's a plus three, minus two, three damage. And the ability is each time an attack is made with this weapon against a vehicle, if the saving throw has failed, the target suffers a mortal wound in addition to normal damage. So basically, if you hit a vehicle and they suffer a save, it's doing four minimum damage. So, you know, they're good for killing, you know, Primaris Space Marines or Chaos Space Marines. And they eventually get the two, two wounds, everything. And also great for killing vehicles. So then we're going to go to the Warlord trait, which is Warden of the Ancients, and it's a Warlord trait aura. This Warlord has an, an affinity with Dreadnought of his chapter. He tends to his bellicose, ill-tempered charges, ensuring that when the time comes for them to take to the battlefield, they fight with unrivaled fury. While a friendly chapter Dreadnought is within six inches of this Warlord, add one to the strength and attacks. Now... 
that's good. I mean, plus one strength and attack. Yeah, definitely. You want as many attacks from a dreadnought as you want because also they're going to get bogged down. Strength, not so bothered by because, I mean, I think dreadnoughts are stupid strength anyway. And also with their power fists and stuff, you're not really going to care. I mean, I'm going to go straight to a dreadnought, shall we? And just look at the basic dreadnought. Dreadnought, dreadnought, dreadnought. Strength six. So, okay. So we have strength seven. I mean, our attempt dreadnought is strength seven anyway. So strength eight. I mean, yeah, you, okay. With this power fist, to be wounding most things on twos, if not threes. So we get a plus one attack. So for redemptor, that's five attacks. Well, for actually most things, they all got four attacks. So you're getting five attacks if you have a, a mash with the forge nearby, which is crazy. And that's kind of like a thing that I was trying to be going for when I do a few battles is have my primary tech marine next to my dreadnoughts and just see what happens to their faces. So yeah, that's about it for engineers of the 40k universe. We've gone over quite a bit of those, like I said. So we've gone over tech marines and the chaos ones, warpsmiths, big mechs, bone singers, and the tech priests, the engine seers. That's quite a lot of engineers, uh, let alone in the 40k universe. As obviously there might be more. These are just the ones I picked out just to talk to you about it now. Otherwise, apart from that, we will go on to the next part will be the quizzes with the misses, where we obviously are going to challenge Amber to what she thinks the names of engine engineers are in the 4K universe. Hello, everyone. And this is the intro to the quizzes with the misses, where I quiz Amber, my misses, with 40k models as it were this week obviously is the engineers so i'll be looking we'll be looking at four different engineer models that i picked out for her to look at so what you can do is you can enter the names of these models into google or look at the games workshop or warhammer website and then you'll be able to figure out where they were and what they look like so you can see what we're seeing in order from question one to four we'll be looking at the bone singer the the Engine Seer, the or Big Met, and then the Chaos Space Marine Warp Smith. Thank you very much, and we'll go straight to the quiz. Hello everyone, this is episode 16 with me, myself, 40k, and with the quiz with the Mizzes section. So I'm here with my beautiful, my wonderful, my amazing other half, Amber. Hello, Amber. Hello. Hi. How you doing? I'm good. Excellent. Right. So this week we're talking about engineers of the 40k universe. You know lots about engineering, don't you? Nope, me neither. So we're going to look at several people, which I've already sent to you, of engineers of the 40k universe. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Okay. Going with number one. I think you can tell that it is a Eldar. Sure. Sure. Straight into it. Well, what do you think of that first? What do you think of them? Uh, strange random branch. Fair enough. That's exactly what it is. So, question 1A. Is it A, Bone Singer, B, a Spirit Seer, or C, a Warlock? A B. B? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Nope. Can you use one of your lifelines at all? No, I'm okay. Final answer? Mm-hmm. It's actually A, a Bone Singer. Because what he's actually standing on is actually not a branch. It's actually a flaith bone. And so he is actually a psyker. And he actually uses a psychic ability to actually harness this wraith bone. Which basically all elder things are made out of. So weapons, armor, ships, everything basically. I didn't realize they're actually psychers actually. So they're psychic. They have psychic powers as well. So that's cool. 
Move on to number two then? Yep. Okay, number two. So he's of the Adeptus Mechanicus. Mm. And what do you think of him? A bit Terminator-ish. Yes, they do like to replace their limbs and body parts with metal. Does he have a second foot? Or is it? Oh yeah, he does. Yeah. Okay. So, two. Is he A, an Electro-Priest? Is he B, a Cybernetica? Or is he C, an Engine Seer? I hope he's really got some weird... Weird stuff. Techno-techno lover type of thing. Mm. Um... Jump saying again? Yeah, go on. So, A, an Electro-Priest. B, a Cybernetica. Or C, an Engine Seer. Mm, a Cybernetica. Cybernetica. Yeah. Ooh. Ee-ee. Mm. It's actually an Engine Seer. You would have been almost right, Cybernetica, because they also have them as well. And actually, Electric Priest is actually another thing that the Adeptus Mechanicus has. But they are actually priests in, like, half robes. And they have, like, these things on their arms. And they, they kind of, like, pulse electricity between their bodies and each other. And they kind of zap people with them. A, a Adeptus Mechanicus Engine Seer is, like, the bog-standard engineer of Adeptus Mechanicus. And also, they're used in the Astra Militarium or the Imperial Guard as well. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny how you can use those. I said this in the in the part two, where you can use those as a HQ in a Adeptus Mechanicus force. However... They're deemed really low, like a low engineer. And obviously Depth Mechanicus is like, oh, engineers, you know, moving parts, metal stuff. But in a Imperial Guard army, they're only an elite choice. It's kind of funny. So that we kind of... Oh, okay. Yeah, right. So we'll move on to the next one. Going through these quickly. Number three. You know, he's an orc, don't you? Yeah, because he has green arms. Green arms. He's one of many models for this. But I just picked that one because that's kind of like a, a well-known one. He looks like Penis Pincher. He does look like Penis Pincher. Mm-hmm. And he has got a, a pinching arm as well. Yeah. And he's yellow. Yep. Oh, well. So is he 3A? Is he a Big Mac? Is he B, a Spanner Boy? Or is he C, a Fixer Boy? I've heard of Big Macs before, but I don't know in what context. Like, I know Big Macs exist. Mm-hmm. But because um, it's the only one I've heard of, I'll go with Big Mac. Yeah? You sure? Yeah. Okay, he's in the countdown. Sure. He's a Big Mac. He's a big Mega Rama with a teleporter blaster. Cool. However, there are several models for a Big Mac, so that's only just one of them. But I thought that's quite an iconic one, yeah. as it were. As you can see, obviously, he's got a big like welding shield on. And Big Macs, obviously, a HQ choice. They can use lots of things. They have lots of equipment. They can give all kinds of weird stuff as well. He's got like a custom blaster there, teleport blaster on his back. Well, that could be a custom force field, which most likely most people use Big Macs for as the custom force fields. And so, yeah, they're the big boy. They're the big brains of all the mechanics that the orcs can use, as it were. And they're the ones that think of all the weird, weird technology, like the shock attack gun. And didn't you have one of these? I did. I had one with a custom force field. Oh, okay. Maybe that's where I know it from. Maybe. Yeah, I had one because he said like the big radar, like a radar sort of thing on oh, his back okay. instead of, of that. Yeah. In a miles of mega armor as well. So, yeah. Yeah, you've definitely mentioned these before. Mm. Or at least like when you've been talking about orcs before. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah, Yay. big mechs are quite well known actually as well. One out of three. Yeah. Let's see if we can get the last one. Okay, dog. So, number four, I'll let you know it is a Chaos Space Marine. Okay. So, yeah. Weird. However, what is he? The original. Box Octavius. <laughs> Kinda. Hang on. Five. I have no idea if those are arms or... He's at least got five. That's an arm down there. Down and here. That, and that's an arm there. Six. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. 
Oh, he's got one here too. Yep. He has eight. He has eight. Yep. Yep. Okay. So he's definitely got Oscar Octavius. Yeah. Is that not an option? Nope. Ah. Uh, Sorry. I was actually going to put that down actually as well. Well, you should have. I know. I would have picked it. Right. So, number four. Last question. Is he A, a forge fiend? Is he <laughs> B, a warp smith? Or is he C, a chaos smith? Oh, this one is things like the reason I didn't pick Engine Seer was because you put Spirit Seer. So I was like, oh, you're obviously just going for the, the Seer, whatnot. Mm-hmm. But then now, now I'm stuck. <laughs> You don't need your lifelines. Oh, can I use my eliminate one, please? You want me to eliminate one? Yeah. Okay, I am going to eliminate Forge Fiend. Oh. <laughs> so it's either a Warpsmith or a Chaosmith. I knew it Chaosmith. wasn't Forge Fiend. What's that? I knew it wasn't Forge. Go with a different one. <laughs> but okay, hasn't Warps to do with more like the Eldar than the Chaos? Um, or is it not really? Oh, okay, not really. Okay. I think everything's affected by the warp. Yeah, that's alright. I'm a noob. I'm excused. La da da. Uh, Chaos Smith is lame though. I'm going with Warp Smith. You're going to go with Warp. Yeah. Smith. Final answer. Yeah. Are you sure? No, not when you do that. Are you positive? <laughs> Are you negative? No. Okay. We can big long long countdown. Okay. <laughs> Yay! Warpsmith it is. So a Warpsmith is actually a bad tech marine. And you know what tech marines are, don't you? Because I talk about them all the time, which is yeah. hating my one. So yeah, so a Warpsmith is just a, basically a bad tech marine that's gone crazy. And instead of tech marines used to obviously use, they're used for soothing engine spirits and obviously repairing stuff. They actually want to bend machine spirits to their will instead. And obviously, yeah. yeah. And also they like to make de- demonic machinery as well so they like to like they like to summon demons and like patch them full of like metal and mechanics and stuff like that and make them into like a demonic slash flesh slash robot thing yeah. so that's why a forge fiend is something which a warpsmith would make oh yes. smart smart yeah. smart uh-huh. right so well done 50 percent right yeah, that's not bad, considering I have no idea about it. You have no idea, yeah. As we found out today with the car, so, you know. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> so, yeah, well done. I mean, you have no clue about those. I mean, to be fair, I don't have a clue about the Watersmith for a bit, and also the Bones singer. I have no clue. The Aldari had a, an engineer. Mm. Uh, you can't actually get that model anymore, actually. What? I know. It's a, it's like a model that you don't, they don't have anymore. That's not fair. What happens if you really need an engineer in your Eldar army? Yeah. A bit shit, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, well, well done. Thanks. And thank you for coming on the show as usual. You're welcome. Yeah. Apart from that, we'll just wrap it up and say thank you to Amber thank again. Thank you to Archie. And obviously, yeah, this has been episode 16 about uh, engineers of the 40k universe. As usual, any feedback or comments, please go to my email at me, myself, and 40k, or one word, or lowercase, me, myself, and 40k at gmail.com. Or you can catch me on my Twitter as well. Ooh, yes, a Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, a Twitter. So <gasps> Twitter. So obviously that'll be at Commander Archer, I believe, is my Twitter handle. Yep. So CDR Archer. Apart from that, it's good night from me, and <laughs> bye. Good night from you, and bye. <laughs>